The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Minnesota Positive Talk Radio. Two of my favorite people are here, and they are their dynamic individuals, and they both are in the health and wellness field. And uh, Alyssa and Kayla, and they are first of all, they're 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 fast and fabulous friends from a long time ago. And um, Kayla is an actress of sorts and is doing stuff like that and Alyssa is a is a uh, holistic healer and does and does that kind of work am i am i correct have i represented that correctly um i i actually am mostly a coach at this point i i am no longer acting i'm pet sitting and i am a an intuitive human design coach that is amazing to me that you are going from house to house uh, uh, petting, sitting for pets, and mm -hmm. saying when people go on vacation and stuff—that's that's really cool. How did you find the numbers of people it takes to be able to do that and then move from place to place? Um, initially, I we found a site called Trusted House Sitters, and it's a it's a trade. So we don't pay for housing; they don't pay for pet sitting. And now my partner and I have gotten really good at it, and we really love working with the animals. And so we are starting our own business now, and we have a few contacts that we're already working with. Um, so a lot of it is just word of mouth. And so far, this tonight is the first time in three months that we've had to book an Airbnb outside of the houses that we've sat. So it's been working pretty well so far. <laughs> Well, good for you. Good for you. It takes it takes a lot of intestinal fortitude to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, the it's, places it's, she's living too are gorgeous. A lot of the time, that. like like yeah. I'll talk to her, and she's living in like one paradise after another. <laughs> it's been very cool. I it was definitely because the housing market is so insane in California right now. So when I was looking for how to rent. It was like, I'm starting a new business. Like I'm building from the ground up. I want to create this wellness empire that uh, Alyssa and I are both at the ground floor of creating something amazing. And I, I know that I need to put all of my time toward that. So the idea of needing to pay $3,000 a month for rent was like, okay, this is not a, this is not important for me to be spending my money on right now. Did um, you say so, $3,000 a month? Yeah. Yeah. Finding a, a one or two bedroom apartment in San Diego, California, $3,000 a month. That was like low. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we found another way. We found another way. And we're living in beautiful places. And the people we've worked with are awesome. And the animals are amazing. So I like it. <laughs> 
So, so do you have to, you know, do clean up after yourselves and all that kind of stuff too? <laughs> yeah. So we do. And actually, I think that's one of the reasons why we decided we want to turn this into a business because we are, you know, we like to leave a house nicer than we found it because why not? You know, I hate what it, you know, the worst thing ever is going on vacation and then coming home to the dirty house that you left when you were rushing out of the house. So we really love being able to give people a nice clean house with happy animals. So when they get home, they don't have to worry about any of the, I have to clean up and make the beds and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, we provide well, a very I, great, a very good service. If I ever leave my house, which is not likely, but if I ever did, <laughs> um, I would have you come and pet or come and sit my non-existent pet so that you can leave my house cleaner than you found it. Perfect. Perfect. That works for us. <laughs> and you're in San Diego. And uh, Alyssa, where are you? You're, you're still back east, right? I'm in West Hartford, Connecticut. So Kayla's from New York, which isn't far from where I am. I'm from St. Louis, actually, originally. But I'm, I am here in Connecticut. This is my home. Yep. And I'm health coaching. Very, very nice. You know, I, I visited St. Louis one time. It is the most surreal experience I've ever I've ever in, encountered. And that that is, you know, you have the, the Peace Arch there. Mm -hmm. If you go two or three blocks outside of the Peace Arch, you'll come you'll come into contact with rows upon rows of of houses that have been condemned. Mm -hmm. and the whole downtown area is, is and and so what has happened is people have moved to the suburbs around unless it's changed it could have changed in the last 20 nope, years nope i grew up in the suburbs of st louis it's like a city of suburbs yes um, and yeah. nobody wants to go downtown uh, unless you go to the peace arch or the stadium which is right there. right the cardinal stadium that's right and uh, but if you go if you go take a wrong turn, then you are in a place where there's a lot of uh, devastation and, and stuff. So that's it was a really unusual place to go to go visit, especially since I'm from Seattle and the, nothing is that old that in Seattle as there is in, in St. Louis. So um, but I'm glad you I'm glad you're where you are today. And we're going to talk about something really cool that you guys have worked on and have developed. And uh, so uh, which one of you wants to uh, kind of lead off the, uh, the discussion a little bit? So we didn't develop it, by the way. No, um, no. But you become, <laughs> no. You become very um, adept at it. Yeah. You understand. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we're, we're human design coaches. So we, we both have sort of different coaching styles and things that we do, but both of us look at unique charts that people have. Um, we're all born differently. And our energy is all designed differently. So Kayla and I have the special ability to read charts and tell people how their energy presents so that they can operate within their design, how they're meant to live. So, yeah. So Kayla, I think, is going to give a little history on it. So yeah, I can. Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about human design. Um, so human design actually, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but it was a divine download. Um, so this happened in 1987 when I have recently spoken to a lot of people who said that there's a lot, there was a lot of like intense parenting advice coming up around that time. And human design was actually originally utilized to help you to parent the child that you have rather than the way you think you're supposed to be parenting. 
Um, because what human design does is gives you an energetic blueprint of the way that you show up in the world. So it's actually a combination. When I say it was a divine download, um, literally a man was living off grid for a while. He decided he wanted to go live off grid and he was off the coast of Ibiza in a little cabin with no electricity. And he came back one day and there was a light on in his cabin. And of course he's knew he hadn't left an oil lamp on. Um, so he goes in and his spirit guides were sitting around and said to him, get to work. And he started writing and he wrote for eight days and eight nights and created human design as we now know it. Um, and human design is literally a combination of ancient and modern ideologies. So we have astrology, we have the Chinese I Ching, we have pits of the Kabbalah, um, the chakra system, all coming together with quantum physics and genetics. So you're really getting like a full picture based on all of the knowledge that we as humans have of how our energy shows up. So what we're going to talk about today are actually those chakra spaces, because in human design, we have a breakdown in the same way that there's a breakdown in the chakras, um, but it's a little different. I think Alyssa's going to touch on that a little bit for us. Yeah, so go ahead and pull up uh, Kevin's chart, Kayla. So we got your chart, Kevin, so people can see what we're talking about. Sometimes human design is sort of like gibberish. So if you can see it, you can start to understand it a little bit better. And, you know, we've talked about my chart before, so I'm I'm actually pretty proud of my chart. I'm, I've, I've... <laughs> Everybody's design, like, is beautiful, and we all should be proud of our unique charts. And I just want to just oh, hold on. Let me let me bring that up here. Let me add that to the stream. And there we are. And I just want to add to this that when you're t when you're looking at the the chart itself and the concept, it is so new that a lot of people are like, yeah, this is what they say, but we haven't verified a lot of it and all that kind of stuff. But it makes perfect sense to me that because it, it's all based on energy anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I always find it so interesting when people try to prove or disprove energetic uh, information because it. the whole point here is that this is what we feel. It's amazing that this is a chart that can really help us to understand how our energy shows up. But what it really comes down to is that your chart is only going to be helpful to you if it resonates with you and if you are feeling the things that are happening in the chart. So you can use it to help, but there's no proving or disproving and everyone is going to view their chart and the way that they show up differently. So, so yeah. good. So by, by the way, that body shape... I, I don't want to, you know, that, that, that's kind of, that's kind of portly fella. I, I think I qualify for that. Okay. All right. Well, with that, let's get started. Okay. So we're focusing specifically on the chakras today. So those are the different shapes in this graph. So you will see triangles, squares, diamonds of different sizes. These are associated with the chakras. And some are colored in. Kevin has one that is white. 
Okay, this is an unusual chart. Most people have um, more diversity of white and colored in centers. Also, it doesn't matter what the colors are, brown, green, yellow, pink. Um, if it is colored in, it is defined. And this means that you are taking in information and processing it and projecting it in a consistent way. So if you have defined centers, which Kevin, you have many defined centers, you are operating um, like a radio transmitter in these centers. You are giving off consistent energy designed to condition other people in these areas. So for example, you have two um, defined mind centers, the crown and the ajna. So you have a very specific way of um, getting inspiration and thinking about information and having an opinion to share with the world. Whereas people who have these open, um, they're designed to be more open-minded to take in a wider range of perspectives. So we're gonna go into the details of this. And just so you know, you might see, um, well, you'll definitely see if you're looking at this, little red circles. These are your gates. And then you'll see little red lines and black lines coming off of these gates. These are your, um, if, if it, they're from one center to another, these are your channels. And these represent like the unique flavor that you give off in these centers. Um, and so if it's white, where Kevin, you have one center that is completely undefined, this means you are designed to be an empath in these areas. You are receiving information from other people and taking it in. And these centers can be really confusing for people because you might be taking in somebody else's um, energy and it might not feel good, right? But you don't know sometimes that you're taking in somebody else's energy. So you might think it's like a shortcoming of who you are. Um, and this is not the case. So this is what Kayla and I try to do with our clients is let them know, you know, where they're generating consistent energy so they can go use their gifts in the world and where they are receiving other people's energy so they can start to differentiate what's theirs, what isn't, what's healthy, what's not. Does that make sense? And that does make sense. But uh, let's pretend that I'm a client and you just did this so we can go through it in a, in a meaningful way so that people can understand how the process works and, mm -hmm. and how each individual because we're all energy and we're all vibrating, but we all vibrate a little bit differently than each other. Mm -hmm. And so each thing is, is unique to an individual. It's kind of, is it kind of like a, a fingerprint? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, the, it, while it's, it's very specific to each individual person and it's based specifically on the time that you were born. Um, so, as if you're looking at the chart, there are two lines. You see the line of red and the line of black things there. Um, the numbers in there are the gates. So like Alyssa was mentioning, all of those little red circles, if you look at those little red circle numbers, they will match up with all of the gates that are listed on the side. Um, and these gates come from two different times. So the first one, the right side, the black, those are your conscious gates. And those are places where you understand certain types of energy based on the day that you were born. So you'll notice those are all astrological signs. That's literally the, the astrology from the day that you were born. Then the numbers on the left side are actually the day three months before you were born when your soul entered your body. 
So these are considered your unconscious traits. And these are things that are more underlying. These are the kinds of things that might be holding you back or that you might um, begin to understand later in life. So the chart itself is made up of these two different locations in time. So the moment you were born and the moment your soul entered your body. So every person has a very specific design. I want to I want to uh, highlight that part if I can. Yeah. Because um, there is a, and I know you've you know about this. There is a huge uh, debate in this country going on about when life begins. Mm-hmm. Does life begin at conception? Does life begin? Uh, a little bit after that, when does the soul enter the body and that sort of thing? Everything that I've ever read from uh, people that you know, hypnotherapists and people that have and people that have done uh, near death experiences and stuff, they'll all tell me that your body, your your brain, your 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 soul enters the body at like three months before you're born because prior to that, there's nothing that they can do with it. And so there's no point in going there because it's still in, in, in formation and the brain and the, and, and things are not form formatted enough for you to actually work with it. Is that kind of how you're, when you say three months before they're born, is that kind of what, when he was getting his download, is that the information that he was receiving? I do believe so. Yeah. I think that it's, uh, it's not a, a coincidence, that so many different spiritual leaders have uh, come to the same conclusion. Um, And in human design, that is how we run the chart. And the fact that these charts speak so intensely to the people who I read them to, to the people who Alyssa reads them to, and to us. I mean, I've been using my human design, and it's changed everything about the way that I live my life. Um, I think that we we can suffice to say that this makes sense. Um, I actually want to pimp Alyssa out a little bit to talk because I always talk about how she discussed with me feeling her son becoming a part of her design right yeah. around that point. Yeah. So I, I can talk about that. So this, Kevin, you're, um, you have the undefined self-center. I have that as well. And when about six months into my pregnancy with my son, I started realizing that I wanted to leave my, my husband. Like I, and I started um, realizing that my identity didn't really match with his, not to say that there was anything wrong with him. Um, it was just that I, I started realizing I didn't align with him. And later on, when I saw Max's chart together, we form um, a defined self-center or identity center. So I was able to make that like um, distinguishment, I guess. Like, and so it, so that was a really profound time for me. So it does make a lot of sense too, based on that experience for me. So, so now, if you look at the red parts, which is on the left hand side, is that kind of part of the contract that my soul came into my body with? from the other side that that was what they were I was looking and hoping to achieve in this life it's both both of those sides yes um yeah. 
but the but the let the red line they might be a little more unconscious and you might be unaware of those gifts um and also i want to say too with this with uh human design you can be living in the low vibration of your design or the high vibration of your design so so your energy just because this is your chart it doesn't mean that your energy presents in a consistent way depending on how you use your energy how you um, respond to your environment around you you're either going to be high vibe or low vibe you're either going to have a lot of energy or not a lot of energy and And i also want to oh i want to piggyback on that because i had someone ask me once uh so what if you were born on the same day at the same time the same hospital are you going to be exactly the same? And this is where I actually bring the discussion of epigenetics into here because the way that we are raised and the way that uh, we learn to represent our energy in that higher or that lower vibration is going to dictate the way that we use that energy. So even if you have the exact same design as somebody else, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have the same personality or even be interested in the same things. All it means is that you have have the same propensity for a certain kind of energy and you get to choose how you use all of those different kinds of energies you also have your magnetic monopole too in your um self-center which is drawing you towards what you're meant to do which is different than what somebody who might have a very similar the exact same design as you we actually know my mom and and her best friend have almost very similar designs um they were born a day apart um but what's cool is is because they're so similar they have a lot of friendship energy they're able to understand each other better because they share a lot of the same gates and channels Mm -hmm. so let me ask you is it possible then since they were born a day apart is it possible then that that's all by design uh, from the other side that then that they were actually soulmates or or soul friends on the other side and they yeah. came in at the same time? To- oh, yeah. Yeah, they have a soul contract. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And it's it's very interesting because when you start looking up charts, you begin to find that just because two people were born a day apart doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have similar charts. I, I have one experience. I, my partner, I didn't know what time he was born for the longest time when we first started, when I first got into human design. And of course, all I wanted to do was look up his chart. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to look up his chart and I'm like, oh my God. And I finally, like, and I'm, I'm looking all times of day. I looked at midnight. I looked at midday. I looked at 11.15. Only did his chart change like a little bit. His type, which is like the overarching part of human design. There are five types in human design. And a lot of times people will overgeneralize. And I don't like to discuss in type. But his type literally changed four times throughout the day. So there was absolutely no way for me to know what his design was. Um, and I finally found out and I was very happy to discover and it was it was a beautiful moment for me. Um, but it's very interesting how much a chart can change just through those 24 hours. So someone who had been born, you know, two hours before him would be a totally different type than he is. That's, that's interesting. So so when we're talking about when you're born, it's all by um, by design. 
So the, even even up to the moment that you're born. And it's, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I 100% believe that. So um, for people who are on and want to look at their charts, by the way, they can go to freehumandesignchart.com or jovianarchive.com. And it's important when you fill out your birth information to get the time exactly right. Otherwise, it's it's not your chart. It's not your design. Yeah. Right. And, and if you don't know your exact birth time, like this was the case with my mom, I did, I did some like intuitive work on it to figure out like the time she was born. And you can, like Kayla and I, um, we went over her chart together and, and Kayla at the time, like she was way further along in human design than I was. Right. And she was asking me questions to try and deduce, is this like your mom? Is this like your mom? Right. And I would say yes or no. And so we figured out the time. Um, but so there are ways, there are ways to figure it out. Okay. So if you look at, if you look at my chart, yeah. which is, which is up on the screen, if everybody, and we're using it as an example, um, what does that chart tell you of who I am? Yeah. So, well, so we're going to talk about it today from the chakra perspective, right? So we're going to look at the different energy centers, um, starting with the root center. So I, I will start with your root center. The root center is the brown square all the way at the bottom. And this is the center where you have the pressure to do and to take action. And it's associated with your adrenal system. So if you are using this center incorrectly, you're going to have adrenal fatigue. Okay. Because you are defined, Kevin, you have a um, consistent pressure to move things forward and take action. You have a consistent way of dealing with stress. Okay. And when you're in the high vibration, you're calm and grounded in stressful situations. You work very well under pressure. You have a consistent way of getting things done and dealing with stress. Um, these people, I also have a defined route, by the way, and I think Kayla does too, right? I do. Yes. And yes. Very so, grounded, this group. <laughs> so, well, yes. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so, we're, we're very good at dealing with stress um, when we're in the high vibe, right? Yeah. But um, one thing about people with this center defined is that they are very good procrastinators because we know, like, when it is time to do the thing we need to do. We don't sit and stress about it all week. You know, we can get, if we have a paper due the night before, we can sit down and bang out that paper and get it done because we have a consistent way of dealing with that pressure. So Kayla is going to talk about what that looks like for people who do not have the center defined. Well, yeah. and I want to just add, add here that I sometimes cause people to be infuriated with me because they think I'm procrastinating, but I'm just waiting for the, the right time. And, right. and you know, it's, it makes perfect sense to me. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And, I think a lot of times people who have this center undefined as well, because so as we discussed before, undefined means that this is an area where you absorb energy from other people, amplify it and reflect it back. You become like a human mirror. So when other people who have undefined root centers, when you come at them with, I'm going to have this done when I have it done, that's not a thing that they have any concept of being able to understand. <laughs> so oh, boy, they man. just have to blindly trust and they could, you know, feel into their root to understand your root center and learn to trust you. But trust, of course, is something that takes time. Um, but one thing that's interesting that I found about people who have undefined root centers is that more often than not, when I work with couples, 
the people who have undefined root centers will find a partner who has a defined root center. I think there's something very primal and very necessary about having um, and in just about any situation, the concept of having that grounded factor and being able to thrive under pressure, being able to function in the places where, you know, it's that uh, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, I used to, they would say it's, it's the swan. When you're on the top of the water, you're gliding, but the feet underneath are paddling, 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 paddling. <laughs> That's what they what they always said when I was waitressing. It was like, you have to be a swan because your mind has to be doing 17 different things at once and you have to be calm the whole time. So that energy is very important for the survival of the collective. So I find that a lot of times those who have an undefined root will find someone with that definition so they can feel more grounded so it's it really is important if you're going to be in the restaurant business you should because you're right it, you have to be going 100 miles an hour and not look like it mm -hmm. yep yeah yeah and i think the thing that uh that happens a lot uh shoot i'm sorry my my screen had a fit. Um, <laughs> the thing that <laughs> the thing that happens a lot with this, uh, and as Alyssa was mentioning, the adrenals are connected to this. So when you find yourself pushing too hard, when you begin to overuse the energy that you create in this space, that's when that adrenal fatigue comes in. That's when it's so for people with that with this center defined, it becomes a matter of overuse of doing it of using it too much. Whereas people who have undefined root centers, they experience adrenal fatigue when they try to utilize this energy that they don't create, when they try to force themselves to meet deadlines, to, you know, uh, try to keep up with others when they're not meant to. People with undefined root centers are often meant to do things in their own time when they feel like it. It can be very infuriating to some people. <laughs> I, I wanted to mention, too, that there are numbers uh, in that. Uh, mm -hmm. is, are those numbers particular to any, any reference to, to an individual? Yes. Yeah. So those are gates. Um, so you have a channel. I, it's so small that I can't read it, but I actually have the channel right next to it, which is. Um, I think he has the 52.9. 52.9. Yeah. Is, I think 52 is the gate of stillness, actually. So um, the gate of stillness is like you have this gift that when you do feel pressure, you're able to be still and really focus on what needs to be focused on. And when you utilize that gift, that energy is really um, beautiful around other people and other people are able to harness that energy of being still and focused and doing what you need to do. Does that make sense? It does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. So I, like, I, I don't have the, the gate of stillness, so that's not something that I resonate with, but somebody with, as a, somebody with the defined root center, I have um, the gate of acceptance right next to it, which is gate 60. And with this, I'm able to like transcend limitations is, is what that gate is. Um, I'm able to find the drive to transcend limitations, but also to accept those times of pause where nothing can be done. 
So that's my, that's my specific gift within that root chakra. I mean, this, uh, is, this is just fascinating to me because, yeah. you know, when you look at it, when you look at the energy of, of how we present ourselves, um, and it's just, it's so good. I mean, it's so true. It's, it yeah. really is. And it's almost like you can look inside of a person that is now keeping in mind that if it's low vibration or high vibration, oh, I know what I was going to ask you. When you're talking about that, do we always operate at the same vibrational level or does can it switch back and forth so that when you're in the low vibrational level, you can be one way and then if you're in the high vibrational level, you can be something else? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I when, <laughs> when I drive, I'm in the low vibrational level. That's, that's you know. Um, yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I can resonate with that too. When you drive with somebody with the divine root, you're holding everyone else to the same standard that you hold yourself to. I hate mm. that. Mm. Yes, and, and that's not realistic. That's low vibration, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> and and then when I pass them, I have to look at them to see what they look like. Just I don't uh -huh. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> like you know, they. Oh yeah. Well, I I I knew that that was you know. So. But the beauty, Kevin, of knowing that this is your design is now you can look at the people in the car next to you with way more compassion, right? Yep. And know that they don't have a defined root center like me, probably. So I'm just gonna cut them some slack. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's all in my head I mean, because, yeah, you know, that too, you're creating you drive, that just for yourself. You, yeah. When you're, when you're driving, you're thinking all these things that they could be thinking if they cut you off or they did whatever they do or they're speeding or whatever. And they don't care. They don't even know a, a lot of times what you're, what story you're making up in your head. So, so it's, so I'm, I will work to, to operate at a higher level when I'm driving and not, <laughs> <laughs> beautiful beautiful all right so you ready to move on to the next center Kevin? yes ma'am all right so next we're going to talk about the sacral center which is this pink square in the middle right above the root and so this is where um, we experience life force energy our sexuality is here our creativity is here about 66 percent of the population has this defined and if you do have it defined you're either a manifesting generator like me and you kevin or a generator. Kayla is a projector, so she has this undefined. Um, and when you have this defined, you create your own energy to fuel each day. And when you're doing what you love, when something comes into your field and you respond to it with a yes, you will always generate consistent energy to do that thing. If you don't love the thing that comes into your field, and you get a no response in your sacral area, it's like a gut feeling, that's a sign you shouldn't be doing it, right? So high vibe, you're using your creativity to do what you love. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because, um, and I know you guys know, but there are people that maybe this is the first time they're listening to Positive Talk Radio. I do eight to 10 of these a week. And a lot of people would say, that's a lot, dude. And, but I love it. And uh, yeah. so it's easy for it. It is easy for me because I'm in the flow of it. Um, Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's 100%. you. Yeah. Yep. For me, that's health coaching. When I'm doing my health coaching work, I am on such a high, right? But even when I'm studying human design, it's a yes. Right now I'm getting into feng shui. When I'm learning about feng shui and designing my house, it's like, oh, yes. 
right? And it's a sign that you should keep doing it. But for the longest time, like when I was um, like doing the stay at home mom thing, I was so miserable and I was doing it because I thought I should do it. That this, that, and this is what so many people experience, we're conditioned to do what we think that we should. Mm-hmm. When human science is actually, no, no, no. If, no. <laughs> if you're, if you're a, you know, if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, if your response is a no, you shouldn't be doing it. You are not living your design. Well, and you should, and I, from what I know about you, you should not be a housewife. The, the <laughs> no. no. Sitting at home eating bonbons and spaghetti. Uh, you should not be doing that. You need to be out in the world. You need that to. Doesn't make me so ill. I. You're <laughs> <laughs> definite no. No, definite no. No, you need to be out in the world. That's that's you know it's it's clear to me because you can have a a strong impact in the world. Yes, but some and some people are really gifted at being around children all day, and that's yeah. amazing. You know, that's, that's a beautiful me. thing. Right. As long as you're doing um, what gives you beautiful, juicy life force energy. And Mm -hmm. that's what you want to do, because that's the kind of energy you give to the world. And that's really feeding the world when you are like more like a martyr and sacrificing yourself for something that you don't really want to do. That's not good energy. Yeah, that's definitely living in that low vibration. Yeah. And then and it ends up not it doesn't do anybody any good because you're yeah. not you're leading your best life and the people around you recognize that as well. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So Caleb yeah. And about the undefined too. Yeah. So that actually brings me right into the conversation about having an undefined sacral, um, because with a defined sacral, as Alyssa said, you are the people who work who create in the world. You are the people who are bringing things to the world. And the majority of people do have defined sacral centers. So those of us who don't have defined sacral centers, we are here to guide those who have defined sacral centers. Because the thing that happens, as Alyssa mentioned earlier, is when you have an undefined center, these are the places where you can feel empathy. These are the places where you can literally feel into what another person is experiencing and help them to organize. So if I, as a person with an undefined sacral center, am having a conversation with someone who has a defined sacral center about, say, their human design. I am going to be able to understand the way that their life is, that their life force moves in a very objective way. So it's kind of as a projector, I'm, I am a projector um, and projectors are considered the wise guides of humanity because we literally have the ability to see people in a way that they cannot see themselves. So with that undefined sacral center, I can understand what you are struggling with, what you're working with, the way your creativity works without you having to say anything. <laughs> um, the downside to having an undefined sacral center is that I literally do not create sustainable working energy. So projectors and manifestors and reflectors, um, specifically reflectors and projectors deal with this more so than manifestors, um, but manifestors also do need a lot of rest. 
We are not designed to wake up early in the morning, go do the thing that makes us feel good and work all day long and then go home and go to sleep. We need a lot of downtime. We need a lot of rejuvenation time. Um, And the ideal work week for a projector is to have like, you know, maybe three to five hours of work a day for like four days a week at the most and then to be able to have rejuvenation time throughout because since we don't provide our own energy we need to make sure that we are replenishing so that we can show up and be in that high vibration of our ability to help others understand themselves because if i show up to a a session exhausted then i'm not actually going to be able to feel what you need (laughs) so nobody's going to get anything good out of it i'm not sure you could go to your employer and say you know i just not feeling it i need to work three to five hours a day and stuff like that you know (laughs) i i would i would beg to uh to offer that this is why a lot of times projectors do not do well in the nine to five atmosphere (laughs) i Um, I work with a lot of projectors and when i tell them that they're a projector and what that means a lot of them are like oh my god you're right you know and and it's like it creates so much new awareness because this is such a small set of the population the majority Mm -hmm. of the population are generators and manifesting generators who have a lot of energy who generate you know that consistent life force energy and and they look around them they look at their husbands and their coworkers and be like why can't i do that and then they feel like it's their own shortcoming And that's one of the big things that happens. Um, And it's interesting because I actually grew up in a household with two. My mom is a projector and my one sister is also a projector. Um, But even still, my father's a generator and my youngest sister is a manifesting generator. And I think because my father is a generator, we all grew up understanding that we need to work hard in order to accomplish, work hard in order to accomplish. And as a projector, it's not about working hard. It's about working smart. It is about using the time that I have, the energy that I do have wisely. <laughs> so spending so much of my time feeling like I had to hustle in order to accomplish, really, gra- I I experienced some serious burnout for a very long time. I was living in New York City and it was, it was too much. <laughs> I, I imagine that that would uh, drain your energy and and drive you down, and yes. make you less less efficient because you were drained all the time. Yeah. And burned. Yeah. I want to say one thing too. Um, so a lot of projectors will get down when they realize that they're only designed to work three hours a day, but that's three hours of output. You can work eight hours a day, but just make sure five of those hours are doing something that you really love, right? Yeah. It, it's the the stuff that's draining that you can only do about like three hours a day. I think in my experience as, as a projector, the way that I've I've been – I have the amazing opportunity to be able to create my own business based on what I need. And the thing that I've begun to understand is that the best way to use, because I do create energy just from different places. There are other motor centers in the chart that create energy in an inconsistent way. So essentially, like for instance, I have a defined emotional center. So I create energy with my emotional wave, which means that when I am in an emotional creative place, 
So if I can ride that wave and not burn myself out from it, I do better. So recently, because previously I was doing like 90 minute coaching calls and by the end of them, it didn't matter how much I loved what I was doing. I was absolutely exhausted. But mm -hmm. I've started doing, instead of that, I'm doing workshops and doing 15-minute consultation calls before the workshop. So the amount of one-on-one -on -one time that I'm giving to all of the people who come into my coaching world is much less. And when I do these 15-minute calls, I can be totally on, totally there, and totally present for the whole time and then not feel exhausted afterwards, which is an absolute win for me because I can do four or five of those 15 minute calls and have like 45 minute periods in between them and not be exhausted by the end of my day. Whereas I used to do one 90 minute client and that was it. Like I'd be like, I can't, I can't do anymore. So it's, it's interesting because as a projector, you do start to figure out what is important for you and like what is rest for you, what is rejuvenation and what is work. Because sometimes it's not necessarily about whether you enjoy what you're doing. It's a matter of how much you are being affected by it. Like if you're around someone who has, an, who has a, a defined sacral center, you're absorbing that sacral energy. So if I have a session with a projector, <laughs> I'm going to have less of that. I'm going to be absorbing less sacral energy and it's not going to be, I'm not going to be as exhausted when I leave that space. So it depends. So this session, Kevin, with me and you as two manifesting generators, we're uh -huh. going to be exhausted by the time we're done. <laughs> I'm going to be tired, but. See, it's, it's, it's so interesting because what that means is that right now I'm using your energy. <laughs> right now I am How literally rude. using your energy in order to be able to function because I tell you, this has been a, this has been an intense day. I spent the morning moving out of one place. I just moved into a new place. I just set up this whole thing. When I got here, I was tired. And then as soon as we started talking, a wave hit me and I feel like I could stay here forever. But <laughs> as soon as I leave, <laughs> I'm going to have to go and decompress and probably take a very long nap. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing that you said that I think it's based upon the chart and based upon what, what your belief structure is based upon the chart is that you said that you have the ability to create a business model in whatever you choose to do now is that coming from the chart and your belief structure of, of where that comes from so for me that comes from acknowledging what it is that i need to thrive and building my business around that rather than the other way around because so often in our society we're given a structure and we think we're not allowed to change it we think, oh, okay, I'm supposed to work from nine to five. I have to be on a computer from nine to five. I'm not allowed to leave my desk. I'm not allowed to take a walk. I'm not allowed to, you know, I, my mother works for an insurance company and she literally is timed. Her bathroom breaks are timed and this baffles me. So rather than coming from a place of this is the way the world wants me to do it, I decided to come from a place from understanding my chart that this is what I need to thrive. How do I fit the things that I need to do to create a business into this thriving atmosphere? I want to meet the bathroom monitor. 
<laughs> Who's the one with the stopwatch that says, okay, you got uh, 45 seconds to tinkle. That's it. That's all oh you my got. God. I th- it's literally a clock in, clock out. I can't even. I don't know how I would. I can't. You have to clock in and clock out to go use. That's a, that's a rather invasive, I would think. It's Oh, yeah. This is corporate America. This wow. is what corporations do. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm out of that. I, I, I would not thrive. Now, I, I got to ask you because we, you know, we've been doing this. I could talk to you guys all day, but um, and and stuff. But I want to ask you because I was told now, according to my chart, you tell me I was told when I was um, I've always been either the boss or I've been independent. And the one time that uh, I was working for somebody and he said to me, you know, you really make a lousy employee. Um, you need to run your own thing. Is that indicative anywhere in my chart? Yeah, I think it's the fact that you have probably so many defined centers is that you're designed to be a, a radio transmitter. It's so funny that you're in radio. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> like like you, you're able to, you have the self-centered open where you're able to kind of feel into other people's identities, but you have your own set opinion. You have your own defined emotions. You have your own drive, right? Like, and and so you're not easily conditioned by other people. I also want to mention that you have gate 31 coming out of your throat. So the, in the throat center, there's a little, a little, the gate there. Um, And that's the gate of leadership or the gate of democracy. So you are a natural born leader. Um, I also noticed that your your incarnation cross is the cross of rulership. (laughs) Um, So it is literally your destiny (laughs) to lead. (laughs) And that's what you want too. Your incarnation cross is usually like your deepest desire, you know? So I don't know if that resonates with you, Kevin, but... Mine, mine is mine is the laws like the i forget second left angle of the laws or something where it's like i want to make all the rules right like yeah i thought that, i thought that that was every woman but maybe that's just me but especially me yeah yes yeah, but, mine but is I, actually uh unknown <laughs> <laughs> mine is the right angle cross of the unknown why Perfect. I'm gallivanting across Southern California. <laughs> I, I want to just mention the fact that, um, tell you a real quick story. When I was uh, just um, going into management and they wanted me to become an, an assistant manager at the, uh, the uh, Doubletree where I was working in the, in the dining room. And they said, well, but we want you to take a test. And they, it's a, it was an aptitude test. And, and so I took the test and I came back with, um, because I've always considered myself to be somewhat of a leader, somebody that was in front, uh, somebody that could inspire other people to do great things and, and stuff. And, uh, and so they took the, te- I took the test and they came back and they said, um, well, as a salesperson, you're in the top 50%. And that has actually turned out to be true. I'm not great. I'm not terrific. I'm Okay. As, as a salesperson. And then they, then they looked and they said, as far as management goes, we've ne- and because they ranked the questions by best question, next best question, next best question. She said, we've never had anybody get all the best answers to a quiz before. Um, and, but you did. And it's like, and it played out in my management career 
that I enjoy being a leader and imparting a lot of what I have to other people to inspire them to do better than they would otherwise do. And so that, that played out. That's absolutely true. Yeah. I also think that because you have that undefined self-center, because you can feel the identities of others, you understand what other people need in order to feel like they belong in a group as employees. You can understand the way that you need to talk to someone in order to get them to do what you need them to do without them getting upset at you for telling them what to do. And that is a very important skill for a manager to have because I know we've all had those managers where they just can't figure out how to communicate properly so they yell at everyone and then not only does no one want to do what they what they're telling them to but everyone is in a bad mood all the time <laughs> and turnover so, goes up and productivity goes down and exactly service, you know and all that kind of stuff so, exactly I, I really love this because the first time that you show this to me it's like ah, that's amazing um, I know. I love so, this so much. It, it, it just, I feel like of all, cause I used to do astrology readings and that was like why when I got into this, I actually initially didn't want to do human design. I was like, oh, I've done that before. Like, nah, nah, nah. finally dove in. So glad that I did changed my life. Um, but astrology, I feel like is so, uh, there's not a lot of places you can go with it. Whereas this kind of gives you so many different aspects and it's not about personality traits. It's about how you, the energy that you have available and then you get to decide how you're going to use it. So I just find it to be so empowering. Super empowering. Yeah. That is, that is so true. So before we run out of time, let's, what are the two uh, uh, centers that are on the side? Like they look like hips. Yeah. So the one on the right is the emotional center. And then the one on the left is the splenic center. So they are together um, in the traditional human chakra system. There are seven centers. So these are two of the centers that used to be one, the solar plexus that divided off into two. And so the one on the right, the emotional center, um, this is, if you have it defined, you have consistent access to your own emotions. If you have it defined on the left, you have consistent intuition instincts. Is there one that you'd prefer to talk about over the other since we have five minutes left? I, you, you pick. Kayla, you pick. Let's do the emotional center um, okay. because the emotional center uh, also controls uh, authority. So a lot of times the emotions, if you have a defined emotional center, this is the way that you make decisions as well. So essentially having a defined emotional center just means that you have access to the entire gamut of human emotion. You are able to feel all of the things that humans feel. Um, you also have the ability to repress those emotions. And if you do not do the work to process your emotions, then you might be walking around with a giant ball of repressed emotion that anyone with an undefined emotional center is likely to absorb and then suddenly get very angry at you. And you have no idea why they're so angry at you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So the thing too, if you have this defined, which about half the population has this defined, you have what's called an emotional wave. And there are different emotional waves in human design. Um, 
if you want to know like the specifics about your emotional wave, I recommend doing a reading with me or Kayla or another human design reader. Um, but you are designed to feel your emotions as a wave. So some of your emotions might be in response to the things that happened to you, but also some of your emotions might come up for no reason whatsoever, other than you are riding your emotional wave. And sometimes you're on a high in your emotional wave. Sometimes you're on a low in your emotional wave. When you are in the either really high or low of your emotional wave, this is not a good time to make decisions in your life. Yes. You want to be emotionally grounded when you make decisions, if you have a defined emotional center. Yeah. If and a have, lot of... Go ahead, Kayla. Sorry. And a lot of times, the most important thing when making a decision is to actively process the emotions surrounding it. So like, for instance, if you're trying to if you're trying to decide whether or not you want to buy a car, the things you need to process are the money are, you know, what kind of car, all of these different things. But if you are just looking at the money as a number and not acknowledging that you're dealing with some serious scarcity and you're dealing with some serious emotion underneath that concept of money, then you might be more likely to say, buy a really, really cheap car that you end up having to get rid of in a year and a half because it breaks down on you. I so, know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so making sure that you're taking the time to process those emotions, because if you had taken the time to say, oh, okay, I'm worried about this because I'm dealing with scarcity and I need to figure out what's actually important to me before I make this decision. You may have decided to, you know, get a car with a, a longer, uh, a longer lease or something so that you could still make the payments, but you were getting a vehicle that was actually going to last. So it's important to process your emotions actively so that you are doing things that are best for you. Yeah. People who have this defined, it's usually a good rule of thumb to wait 24 hours to seven days before making a big decision. Okay. Yeah. Just so you can run through your different emotions and, and process it like Kayla was saying. Yeah. That's hard for me. I, I when I want to make a decision, I make a decision when, and sometimes and well, that's not always true, but you know, we're going to run out of time, but I want to make sure we get your information out. If somebody would like to, if somebody would like to work with either of you now, the beautiful thing is you're all the way across the country from one another. So you can, we'll split it at the uh, Mississippi. And uh, <laughs> well, also we do different things. So we, we have do, different, we have different skills and different yeah. strengths and different human design charts. So yeah, exactly. And we also find that we tend to work with different kinds of people. It's funny, Alyssa was saying that she often works with projectors and I often work with generators. <laughs> so different people will be called to us for different reasons. Right. So right. if somebody wants to contact you, how do they do it, Kayla? Um, so you can go to my website, which right now is kaylacare.liveeditaurora.com, but soon to be kayla-care.com very soon so and Alyssa so I'm at www.alyssahan.com just my name very simple um, and I work predominantly with people who have serious health issues who don't really know where to start or what to do they've been to every doctor um, and just aren't sure about what to do. And I help them um, with not only their physical health, but also their mental and spiritual health too. Yeah. All I, I should probably.
Creative Human okay. Design Coach. Um, and I also host workshops and I have an upcoming group program where we're utilizing Yoga Nidra, which is a, a meditation technique that helps to reprogram your brain. So I've been working to bring Yoga Nidra and human design together to help you to reprogram your limiting beliefs. That's exciting. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you about that, is it the same way? Same way. Or you can, yeah, yeah, do that. We'll do it again. Say it again. It's Kayla Care. So Kayla Care with a C um, dot live edit Aurora dot com. Or you can follow me on Instagram. That's underscore Kayla underscore Mason. Yep. And I'm at Alyssa Han. Yeah, I'm at Alyssa Han Health too. So you can follow both of us. Yes. So we have only got through half of this. You guys make a make a great tag tag team, by the way. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. We love yeah. it. I enjoy this very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we're dear friends. Actually, Kayla was the one who well, one of the you know how the universe gives you signs to like follow certain things? Like human uh-huh. design was coming into my field a lot and um, Kayla mentioned it one day and I was just like, all right, I got to learn more about this thing. Right. And yep. so yeah, it's- absolutely. And I feel like it, initially it was interesting because Alyssa started learning about human design and it was a moment of like, oh, but, but you're the one who does human design. And then we had a conversation about it and it's just this moment of, I fully believe that there are barely enough coaches for all of the people who need coaching. So the concept of us being in competition for absolutely anything makes no sense to me. People are going to come to me. People are going to come to Alyssa. People are going to go to whoever they need to based on what they need and what the universe is calling them to. Um, And I feel I've had numerous coaches throughout my life and I will probably have more. So I, I love our relationship and I love doing this kind of thing. Love you, Kayla. I love you. <laughs> oh, now come on. <laughs> it's and you're right. Everybody needs a good coach. My favorite story is I have a good friend of mine that is a financial planner and he works with only people with a portfolio of over a million dollars. Um and I mean it's like hoity toity, that's a big deal. And um he has a coach. He has a financial coach. I asked him one time, you make a quarter of a million dollars a year and you work with really rich people. Why do you need a financial coach? And he said, because I have blind spots. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. And you need a different attitude and a different way of looking at it. And so really, honestly, everybody needs a coach. I am fortunate in the fact that I get to talk to some of the greatest people on the planet uh, on a regular basis. As as a, a matter of fact, will you we haven't finished the chart yet. Would you guys come back so we can finish the chart? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no yeah, question. We have a lot more to do. We have, I think, yeah. five centers that we didn't cover. Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, I, I love the two of you. The the two the energy that the two of you have, not only that you care for each other, but also the the energy that you have for humanity is is really is amazing. And 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 that's that's really is the direction that Positive Talk Radio is going to go. Is working with people like you to help other people recognize that they can do so much more with their life. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yep. So I really appreciate you guys. So we're going to take in the, in the next minute or two uh, and we'll start, we'll, we'll go alphabetically tonight and uh, Alyssa uh, take a moment or two to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. Oh gosh, I guess well, one thing I was thinking when Kayla was talking about, um, 
the human, you know, both of us doing human design, like, and there's this like fear and scarcity mindset that, oh, she could be taking my clients. But the thing is, when I rise, you rise. When we all raise our vibration, everybody benefits. So when you doing the self-work on yourself, everybody around you is going to improve. And I see this everywhere all the time. And I started by seeing it in myself and seeing that when I approached, for example, like my ex-husband with love and compassion, he met me there. And it was beyond anything I ever anticipated, right? And I just did the work myself. I held him to no expectation. So you can do this yourself. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. So Kayla? So inspiring. Tell, Kayla, tell us anything that you would like us to know. Um, you know, this is something that uh, just occurred to me and I thought about it the other day, but I, I just kind of want to voice the concept. Um, I, I think so often we get caught in what can't I do? in what are the things that are holding me back, in why can't I have the things that I want? How does my life need to be different in order for me to be happy? Um, And I just kind of want to put out the concept that literally anything is possible. And if you want something and you want to create a certain kind of energy in the world, chances are it's part of your design to create that space because you're only going to want to do the things that you are being called to do. So if you're doing something and you're feeling like you're getting stopped up and you're just not reaching the place you want to go, maybe it's not what you're trying to do. Maybe it's how you're trying to get there. So anything is possible as long as you begin to understand that there are a thousand different ways to get there. It's not just one. And if you have a passion for something and you for whatever reason it doesn't it's not successful the first time don't give up your passion if you really believe in something continue doing it i started this in 2003 and i'm still doing it today and i get the the opportunity to meet some of the, the the most marvelous people on the planet and that's that's my passion now is to bring people like you to everybody else so that they can we can all learn together about a better way of being I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. We, it's we the love your mission, effect. Kevin. We love we it. Do. We do. Oh, it's our favorite. I, <laughs> I honestly, I love your mission. Well, one of the when we start this, we've start we're going to do something called Positive Talk Live in the in the new year, and I want you two to be part of it. And it's going to be a, a virtual event where we're going to invite people like you and then everybody else to come and create a community around what you're doing and uh, and to help each other live life just a little bit better. I love that. I'd love to be there. This sounds great. So, and I just, I appreciate the heck out of you guys. And I learned so much with you from you and, and it's, it's, it's so nice for you to, to, uh, to want to come back and, and to do this, but, but it's, it's, this is important work that you're doing. And I really appreciate what I appreciate you both. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank we appreciate you. you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Well, thank you so because that chart, I'm telling you, I, I we haven't got to the good part yet. And I, I believe that it's <laughs> that 
I'm going to have an epiphany about myself. <laughs> Amazing. Perhaps. And you know, it's always, it's always good. It's always good. So I want to thank both of you. Uh, Alyssa, your, your uh, information uh, one more time, please. Yep. www.alyssahan.com. Han as in Goldie Han. No relation. And then you can follow me on Instagram at Alyssa Han Health. And I understand that she's a pretty smart cookie too, but you're you're you got she's got nothing on you. And Kayla? <laughs> um, so the best place to go is to follow me on Instagram. I am underscore Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A, underscore Mason. That's M-A-S-O-N, like the stoneworker. And if you want to go <laughs> that's a unique way of putting that. Um, if if you would like to uh, uh, go review this on YouTube, it is going to as soon as we get done, it'll be up on YouTube and Facebook, and uh, you can go right there to Positive Talk Radio on on Facebook or YouTube, and you can watch this in its entirety. And in a day or two, it's going to be up on PositiveTalkRadio.net, and then that goes all over the all over the place. So so this is this is good stuff, and I want to and I thank you both for being here. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. And I know you probably, I could talk to you for another hour, but I'm sure you've got things you, you've got to go do. So I'm going to go take a nap. I got to go ring out my undefined sacral center. <laughs> I'm going to go make dinner. I'm going to go use my creative life force energy in the kitchen. Yes. And, and by the way, if, but I, I, there's somebody that's in our audience that's asking, how's your boy? My son? He's, yeah. He's good. He's, uh, he's asking why a lot lately. Oh, and I wanted to, I got to tell this story really quick because it was so cute. His dad told me, um, so he's, he's, doesn't do dairy, right? So we get him dairy-free ice cream sometimes. And his dad asked him what flavor he wanted. And he said, gluten-free. You have, like, that's my son. That's the health coach's son right there. <laughs> How old is Your he pictures now? of him with his uh, green, his green smoothies. Oh. Yeah, I know. He's two oh. and a half. He's two and a half. Uh, and he's a projector. He's a little projector he's baby. A baby. Projector. Yep. Just like Kayla. Yeah. He is. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful age being two and a half. And, and I, you know, and uh, I'll return to that shortly. By the way. <laughs> um, well, thank you for asking whoever asked. That was very sweet. <laughs> Well, you know, the interesting thing is, and if you look on my chart, part of my gift is that uh, I can empathically um, guess what somebody is asking before they ask it. Um, and that's that's why I ask generally ask good questions. Um, and I was told that one of the people that worked with me said, why is it that every time you're interviewing somebody and a question will pop into my mind and then you'll ask them that question? It's because I, you, the information doesn't come from me. It comes from the other side. So um, I want to thank both of you for being here. It's been, it's been just an absolute joy. Yeah. And, yeah. and do enjoy the rest of your Labor Day. For one of you, it's almost over. For yep. the other one, it's time for a nap. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've, I've got a little time. <laughs> thank you ladies and thank stay right you. where you are and i'll be right back hey thank thanks you. for enjoying this episode all the way to the end please give us a like and subscribe to this channel this has been a production of positivetalkradio.net please visit our website oddly named positivetalkradio.net for more details about us and our mission which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all 
I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got. <laughs>